Okay, I want you to try again. This time you've got to say Views from the Sofa Presents. Go for it. Views from the Sofa Presents! Perfect. Hello everybody and welcome to the Wrestling Predictcast. I am your host, the man of many podcasts, Ben White. And you're joining us for a very special episode. This isn't our usual prediction of a pay-per-view. We've taken a little bit of a different tact for today. This is a prediction podcast. So we are putting together our top 10 wrestlers who are going to have a fantastic 2021 from now until WrestleMania. We're putting together a list of the wrestlers we think will be the most successful, featuring the most pay-per-views, hopefully be the most successful in those matches and might even take home some titles if they don't already have them themselves so helping me count down that list are my usual co-hosts competitors and some would say friends it's luke and joe so luke how did you feel putting together your list difficult to do i was very nervous you changed about 50 times um <laughs> just because like i've done it so poorly that season um i just thought right i need to get this right but it just your mind just keeps changing, doesn't it? So as you put it together, so um yeah, I find it quite difficult actually. But I, I thought I thought the first first couple, like top two or three, were obvious, but after that, quite difficult. Did you find it as difficult as Luke did, Joe? Uh, no, I timed myself. It took me seven minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you can say that with with bravado and pride, but we'll we'll wait until your list gets done first. We'll wait until you justify your picks as yeah, opposed it... to just going Wikipedia, hitting roster, and taking the first seven people on the list. Yeah, and that was quite easy. There's quite a lot of A's as well, which you'll you'll find out from my list. Um, <laughs> now, Andrade's I, in there. You've got some trouble. Yeah, and Alistair Black, uh, Alexa Bliss. Yeah, um, I did. I did it in. I did it quite quickly, uh, and then I kind of. So I, I think it was very easy to find my top. I think I probably had about twelve or thirteen that came like came to mind. I didn't really do any, like classically, didn't do any research. Just kind of wrote down the ones that I thought were the obvious ones, and then kind of ordered them, and then reordered a few of them slightly just thinking about what's likely how it's likely to play out here um and who i actually want as a wild card as opposed to who i think is necessarily the best wrestler if that makes sense because it's two different i imagine it's two slightly different things um but yeah seven minutes well spent i think and you'll um be entertained by my list i'm sure absolutely so just to clarify a couple of the rules we had going forward then they had to be current active superstars so you're not going to find any becky lynch's you're not going to find any brock lesnar's even though they might come back and have the greatest years ever um it is about how they're gonna perform over the next 12 months so from now to wrestlemania so there might be people you go well they're the best wrestler in the company at the moment they might be but they might not be on tv every week or they might not be featuring in pay-per-views every week so that might be something else to consider this is prediction so it's absolutely predicting who we think is going to do well and like joe like joe kind of hinted at before this will come into play when we talk about wild cards for the season which we will talk about at the very end of the episode so luke you very graciously volunteered to go first with the uh, justification being that you did quite poorly last season and came last and the wild cards played a big part in that you you said so your number 10 wrestler that you think is going to have a fantastic 2021 and slightly beyond is <laughs> so it is riddle riddle yeah um so the reason why i picked riddle and i know he's just lost the belt so it seems a bit strange to do that um but i just feel like 
he's one of those characters that Vince McMahon loves. And I think, even though in the next few months he might not do that well, I don't think he'll be on pay-per-views even, even, even if that is the case. But then as it comes towards, you know, second half of the year, um, I think he'll come back into it and, um, you know, have a, have a good season. I just feel like he's one of those wrestlers that the, 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 the WWE love. And so I think he's a good side choice to have in the top 10. I think the fact that he's, if, we, if we're talking short term, I think the fact that he's got this tag team story, Randy Orton, which I would be surprised if it doesn't end in a belt. It's got to be a short-term success anyway. It just depends on how long um, Vincent Mann thinks he's funny, which for Vincent Mann could be years or literally weeks. So, uh, yeah, it's completely just fine there. But, yeah, Riddle as number 10 for Luke. Right. My number 10, I reckon you're going to have this higher in your list. Okay, but this is one where it's like I can't not have him in. So my number 10 is Seth Rollins. I've got him higher. You've got him higher? Yeah. Oh, there we go. I thought you might do. All right then, Joe. So tell us your number 10. <clears throat> I've, um, first of all, I'd like to make an admission. I'd like to make... Um, I forgot about Riddle. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that seven minutes ends, really played out for realized... you. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I got, I got through the A's and thought, I've got 13 here already. I'm gonna, like, I don't need to go much further down than sort of W. It's uh, rather than G, I mean. Um, but no, I'm I'm um, so I'm going to go for my only controversial one on the list, not the order, just the the person. And I'm going to go for Omos. I've got him higher. Oh, Luke's gone controversial too with Omos, and I would say that is controversial because he's not even anywhere near my top ten. So again, we kind of talked about last episode and what we thought was going to happen with him. So we'll see. Luke, is Omos your number nine? No, he isn't, mate. He's your number, he's your number, <laughs> number he's, one. He's higher, than, he's higher than nine. All right, then he's your number nine. Uh, How many so, matches has Amos had, mate? Just have interest. What, <laughs> what, what are you based this on? Mate, um, one match, one win, 100% record. Got a belt. How many, how many appearances has he made since he won the belt? None. Doesn't weird. matter. Just weird. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter, to be fair. Anyway, we'll come on to him when I, when I mention where he is in my list. Um, so my number nine, I think you'll both be delighted that I've chosen this person because I've, I know you both don't really like this person that much. Um, but I've gone for Damien Priest. Really? And the reason for that is, again, I feel like obviously he's, he's only um, been on the main roster for a couple of months, but I feel like they've really pushed him early on. Um, I know that a lot of that was with Bad Bunny, but even since then, he's won a few matches and. They're giving the pyros, they're giving a big entrance. And I just feel like if they didn't support him, they wouldn't be doing that. And I just feel like he could be someone to stand out this year. I, I, I actually quite like him. I've been quite impressed with him. Um, so, yeah, Damien Priest. No surprise, Ben. He's getting better. And they do. you're right, they seem to push him. My worry is, is he still going to be pushed at WrestleMania? My worry is, is, is this going to carry on? Like, are we going to see Damien Priest in SummerSlam at all? You know, that kind of thing, really. But... He's not. A, he's not an. He's not an outside bet or anything. He's. A, he's. A, he's a fair choice there. So. Yeah, I, I actually don't think that's bad. I'd, he wouldn't be from. He's not. He's not in my top ten. But I don't think. I think he might be in my top twenty. Do you know what I mean? I think. I think that's the same. I, I would say the same about Riddle. I think we're going to find a lot of our kind of latter single figure wrestlers are in and about. You know, they're all in each other's top twenty. Maybe not Amos. Yeah, <laughs> and I think to kind of justify it a little bit, I feel like if he's on a pay per view, he's winning. Whereas, say, I don't know, 
other wrestlers that might have been pay-per-views a lot, but they lose a lot. So I don't want someone who's good, but the they're going to lose. The Miz is a classic example of that. Like, yeah. I can't think Miz has won many pay-per-view matches. I hope none of you have got Miz higher than... <laughs> no, or Miz at all, essentially. No, no. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if you've got Miz at all. Um, yeah. yeah, I think he's a classic one where he's on a lot of pay-per-views and loses an awful lot of pay-per-views. Yeah, it's not, you know, for success whilst for, are they actually going to score points on the board kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Miz is nowhere near there. So you're, you're absolutely right. And an example of the idea between wrestler versus progress this year, because Miz is a solid wrestler. You know, he would probably, you know, he'd arguably be pushing into something like maybe top 10 wrestlers because you know, it's the Miz, legend, future Hall of Famer. But he's not going to, he's, he's, he's just, he, he's somewhat, he's a job, he's a, he's a glorified jobber at this point, really. So, okay, then um, my number nine is Jey Uso. Right. I thought more people would have Jey Uso. I don't, I, I think big things are happening for Jey Uso. I think we've got the fact that his brother is set to come back. Yeah, I I'm think sorry, I'm just let's talk, not talk about Jimmy Uso because I've got him at number three, mate. Yeah, is that what it is? Yeah, I can't talk about Jimmy, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think his brother's set to come back. That's got to be a programme. He's got a set to turn on Roman Reigns at some point. That's got to be a programme. He's he's always in and around. I mean, you look at he won the Andre the Giant Battle Royale. He's, he'll be in, you know, other kind of pay-per-view matches. He's always in and around the pay-per-views. I think he's, he's going to have another really successful year. You don't tag him main event Jey Uso. You know, if he's not someone there behind and he keeps hitting that, you know, he's always in around those stories. Just being attached to Roman Reigns means he's getting some big matches. And although they're not always that pay-per-view match, they're definitely behind him. And I don't think he's going to spend the whole year just being Roman Reigns lackey. I think he'll break out and do something more like he's he's due an intercontinental title or US title push, I think. Well, but you know, depending on what they do with brand splits and stuff. But he's definitely due a, 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 a secondary belt push. So, uh, yeah. Jey Uso, my number nine. Wasn't he on a, like a losing streak for like quite a while before the Andre the Battle Royal win? I think he lost like didn't think he won a match in about four months, right? No, but we're looking to the future. I can't. You, you can't keep being the same. You know, you've got to face Jey Uso and lose before you face me. Even WWE got to kind of recycle some of their story. Like they've got to switch up the stories at some point. So. No, I'm. I'm you I know, I, I suppose the good thing with that pick, Ben, is if it, you've got the Usos there as well, haven't you? Yeah. Um, which are a really decent tag team. So yeah, that's fair. And that's where that'll go. I can't. I mean, when the Usos arrive, it will be Jimmy and like when Jimmy arrives, it'll be Jimmy and Jay with Roman. It's got to be surely. You know, as long as they tell that Jimmy wants Jay to break away from its story, I'd be quite happy with that. So there we go, Joe. Your number nine. Um, so I don't think I'm gonna have to speak about this very long because my number nine is Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I've got, I've got Daniel Bryan way higher than that. Yeah, cool. All right. <laughs> Loose quiet, though. You don't got Daniel Bryan? No. <laughs> right. Okay. Fair enough. Um, Billy, right, Billy, Big, Billy Big Billy Bulls is out tonight. <laughs> Riddle of 10. Omos at 8 or higher. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's that's fair. Um, all right, then, Luke. So now's where you tell us about Omos at number 8, right? Yeah, Omos is number 8. <laughs> Not for that. <laughs> Um, so obviously you haven't seen him and AJ Styles since, um, the one at WrestleMania, but obviously they've, they've got to defend their tag team belt soon. He, he could be on the normal raw, but I think it will go to pay-per-views and I'll, I'll just get, he's a random one. Cause I get a feeling that if WWE got behind him, he could become an absolute monster. And I don't think 
I, I don't know. I was, I was put in for that reason. I think, to be honest, just because just a bit of a bit of a wild card. Um, put it out there. You know, if he is on pay per views, he's winning. If if they if they treat him right, you're absolutely right. If they back him and book him like a proper giant, he could have a great year. Yeah. I just don't I just don't back WWE to mm. do that. Joe does though, obviously. I think so. I think um I think as a giant, you don't um so like I think I think the Braun Strowman comparison is is fair a little to to some extent. Whereas if Omos is fighting, he should be winning most of the matches he's he's in. My only nervousness slightly about Omos is I'm sceptical about how well he can actually wrestle. Um, there, There is an element of that. But I think at the same time, you don't need to be that good. Like, you watch what he did to New Day at WrestleMania. You don't need to be that good to... You don't need to be that, that good. Um, he could win two-minute matches for some time while he learns to actually wrestle. And he could fight against AJ Styles. And quite frankly, AJ Styles could have a match against anyone and make it... Um, Really decent, really decent match, I think. Oh, absolutely. There was a reason they booked Omos in there with New Day and AJ Styles, let's be honest. There's a reason he was in there for WrestleMania, because you can't go wrong with that. I mean, the thing to, the way to book Omos is just to add one more move each major pay-per-view, each time. So he just does something else. That's all he has to do, and you just keep building up that repertoire, and it always seems massive when he does something else that's fairly impressive. So it's it's booking a Giant's not a bad way of doing it, and they had it with like Braun Strowman. You know, he was he was so over, and then they they ruin it by making him lose far too easy, far too early. So it's just as long as they don't lose faith with him, he could have a great year. Absolutely. Um, my number eight is 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 massively different to that. My number eight is Charlotte Flair. So I thought this was this was a difficult one for me because I, she's always going to be in and around there. She's always going to be, if anything, she justifies to be at further at the top because she's by far the best women's wrestler they've got. By by far the best women's wrestler. And sometimes that's a hindrance to her, which is why she's not higher. Because you almost don't want to put a belt on her. You almost don't want to make her the main event because then you've got to try to elevate someone to be as good as Charlotte Flair. And that's almost impossible, which means that she is kind of floundering around at the minute. But it's very rare for her to lose. It's, you know, beating Charlotte Flair is a big deal. So, you know, you need her to have a good run of pay-per-views. You need her to, to have that good kind of um, winning streak. I think she'll have a belt um, this year. I think she'll end up being someone that someone's got to dethrone, be it Asker again, or maybe, you know, she actually takes it, you know, finally takes it off Rhea Ripley, and that ends up being the feud that's going forward. So I think Charlotte Flair's got something in her for a, for a, for a big year. So uh, I don't think you can talk about a top 10 wrestlers 2021 at all without having Charlotte Flair in the conversation. Obviously, you both do. <laughs> Absolutely. But to be honest with you, Ben, I, I agree. I think what my concern about Charlotte Flair is um, is that I think WWE and and rightly, and this is a this is a real like it's a real sort of double edged sword. I think they appreciate that she is so much better than everyone else on the roster that they can't give her the belt because it makes it really difficult to like she, there is no there is no one that really truly competes with her uh, in a wrestling like in a wrestling ring in, in my mind and I think the people that do are probably like your Becky Lynch's who isn't around at the moment your Sasha Banks who's on the other brand maybe Rhea Ripley um, but yeah I think I think you're right about that um, also Charlotte Flair is a classic one I'd love to know how many times it's happened 
off the top of my head, I can't think, but where she will probably win the title on Money in the Bank and lose it straight away. Or like, or we'll lose it to the Money in the Bank title holder because that immediately is a bigger moment. I feel yeah. like she's lost it about four times the Money in the Bank cashing. I might be completely wrong on that. She's definitely had the. She it wasn't that was a story, wasn't it? She can win at pay per views but can't win on Raw, or was it the other way around? It was something like that. But it, there was definitely a thing where she would lose her belt almost immediately. Yeah, because so. they don't know what to do with it. Because they go, if she's embedded as a title holder, then we've got nothing because she's better than everyone else. Yeah. But she's a great person to chase, though. That's you build someone to face her and overcome the odds, which I think is is it could be the way way to do it this year, maybe. But I mean, Rhea Ripley's already got the belt, so that that kind of that kind of scuppers that slightly. I, I, I can see her going to SmackDown in the draft and fighting Bianca Belair and that side of it. When is the draft? Actually, that's quite a massive question. I haven't asked. Like October, e time. That's usually when it is, because they usually do it just before Survivor Series and then get the people to uh, face each other for the big brand dominance they've only been part of for three weeks. Oh, God, don't remind me. Okay. <laughs> so that's if they do a draft, they might do another one beforehand, but usually it's it's Survivor Series. What they should really do is do do it after WrestleMania Backlash, Strap to be completely honest with you. Yep. Totally. Do WrestleMania Backlash, have a month of the, of, the, of the fallout from WrestleMania, and then do a draft. That's the way forward, because this and is, you know, this is your season it. begin. And do it this, and do it the Monday after that, like the Monday after that WrestleMania backlash. This is the end. Start again. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so Joe, your number eight. Oh, well, that was unfortunate because I just switched my phone off. This is the, <laughs> this is the disadvantage of a note, not having a notepad because I have to like reload it. Um, I'm going for my number eight, Randy Orton. Right, Randy oh. Orton. So I veteran, think- go on. And I think he could have been higher. So Randy Orton is in the top 10 of wins ever in WWE. I mean, partly because he's been around for um, about sort of 50% of their existence. But um, he's also Min. And let's not forget, he won the title last year. Um, and actually, it's one of them ones where I don't think he will... I just don't think Randy Orton, as a character, is going to lose more than 50% of his pay-per-view matches. Like, if you think about like what you want from a wild card, you want, like... Better than better than 50-50 odds, don't you? And I think Randy Orton offers you that. Um, as I say, he won the title last year. And I think, you know, if he's beating The Fiend at WrestleMania, like, part of me really hopes they've got something for him here. Um, I don't think Randy Orton is the plucky underdog, so I don't think he's the one that loses lots of matches, which is why I had Daniel Bryan at nine, as opposed to Randy Orton at eight. I think Randy Orton's decent. And I think he's going to end up in a feud with Matt Riddle, and he should beat Matt Riddle. To be honest, I think he might end up in a feud for the belts, and he could win the belts, um, as in the tag belts, I should say. And I think at any point he could step into a feud again with Edge. He'd probably win fifty percent of those. I think he could actually be a fairly legitimate challenger for the uh, world title. You know, I think he's got. I think he's got a lot going for him. Um, and if any of that happens, especially if he goes for the world title, I think he needs some convincing wins on pay-per-view before that. So, uh, yeah, that's why I've gone for him at eight. I'm happy to take any questions. I feel like... You well, no, both... the, way, the, way you, the way you argued your point there, I'm wondering why you've only got him at eight, to be completely frank with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he should be way higher. Because you're right, he's, he's, he's an absolutely solid choice. And he was on, like, the fringes of mine. Yeah. But I just think there's people that could potentially have bigger years. But I, I, I know what you mean. He's always there. He's, a, he's just always going to, have to be a pay-per-view and he's always going to be around that pay-per-view slot. So he, he's, he is one that could just, he's a, he's a sleeper 
for the I year. Piece, so. I, I just spent like five minutes explaining it when you because you two had quizzical looks on your face, and what turns out was I had you at Randy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I need to put him in mind just for his um, tight black pants, but you know. Oh, we're not. We, we're um, uh, we're going to wait another six months for top ten ring attire, mate. I want I want you to really think about that one. So uh, you know, Randy Orton will definitely make it for that. Um, okay, so Luke, you're number seven. Seven, I've gone for Cesaro. And see both quiet again. So I've, I've, every single one reminds me of a unique pick. That's good. Um, <laughs> I've, I've judged terribly or fantastically. Um, so, again, I really feel like they're pushing Cesaro at the moment. And, again, I think in the short term, he that could be to his detriment because he could lose to, like, to Roman Reigns or whoever. Um, but I think after that, he'll end up winning the belt because I just feel like they're really behind him at the moment. And I, and I really like him as a wrestler. Um, and I know I can see Joe, you're shaking your head, but I just, yeah, I, I, I if, if I look at, if I, I looked at the stats over the past year and Cesaro won 65% of his matches. Um, and that's, you know, he, he had the belts with Nakamura. They won quite a lot of matches on pay-per-views. Um, obviously he won at WrestleMania. I don't think they give. I don't think they give him that moment unless they were going to push him afterwards. Sorry, Luke. I don't know if you've done this in your stat collection, but just remind me about um, what percentage of those matches was at world title level. It doesn't need to be by a title level to, to win on pay per views, is it? That's absolutely right. Yeah, it's nothing to do with the title for the pay per view. <laughs> uh, I, I I had Cesaro quite high as well. Like I would have, he would have been in my top twenty as well, definitely. Um, I just don't have any confidence that WWE is going to maintain this. Um, view of Cesaro past the next three months, personally. I think you gave him a moment. I think you gave him a world title fight in May when no one's that interested. You know, you're not, it's like there's a bit of a floundery month. Um, and I, yeah, I'm not sure it's going to maintain it. I really like him. I'm just not confident about the Ruiz buy into Cesaro. I feel like if they were going to buy into him, they'd have bought into him 12 years ago. He's if you if this list was top ten wrestlers in WWE right now, Cesaro would be in there every day of the week in the top ten because he's he's if you could just make his promos a bit better and make him feel a bit more natural in his promos, he's got it in the ring. He's incredible in the ring and he makes any tag team he's part of absolutely over. Um, but I'm with Joe. I just don't think they're going to push him beyond these three months. I think he'll he signed a new contract. They clearly didn't want him to go to AEW. Part of signing a new contract would be you're going to get a push. The crowd are behind him, but that's not enough. And he's just... If it was best wrestlers, I'd argue he's in the top five, probably. Yeah. If you put him with... I, I'm sure he was with Paul Heyman at one point. Yes, he was. Absolutely, he was. Like you just committed to that. You've, 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 got, you've got some serious money there. It's, it's, it's silly things like when him and... like It winds me up, but the bar, Cesaro and Sheamus together as the bar, they could be still one of the best tag teams in WWE. Because they, they were incredible together. They had all the charisma. They had all the chemistry. You know, every single time he's in a tag team with anybody, you know, arguably maybe not Nakamura. That's not quite worked out the way it could do. But, yeah, you know. One person on the roster that's got, like, worse promos than you. And it's really <laughs> <laughs> he was brought in to improve Nakamura's promos. I, 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 genuinely, when um, Seth Rollins came back in, was that January? February? I'm not sure. And uh, Cesaro stayed out and... I thought for a moment that Seth Rollins might get Cesaro as his disciple because you always have that moment where you're going, I was thinking, what a great fit. What a great fit that is. Like, 
Seth Rollins chat, Seth Rollins talking and Cesaro wrestling, and then obviously they went to feud each other. But that that for a moment, I was like, you you that you actually might have hit gold there. Because that's what yeah. that's what he needs, I think personally. I've said it before. He's for me. He's 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 the best wrestler in WWE at the minute, never to win a world title. But without a doubt, best wrestler without a doubt, because he's he's just put a you know second only as of like you know disregarding the last month and a half. You know the the other one was Samoa Joe. You take those two, two best wrestlers, never to win a world title. You know it's just Cesaro is in there, and he he should get one, but he's not beating Roman Reigns. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to think about that. I, we are. But, we are gonna come back to that as a future podcast question. I think when I can give you guys a bit more time. That is. That is one we can discuss later. So, um, my number seven. We've already talked about. It's in Joe's list. My number seven is Daniel Bryan. Um, I think he's going to Raw, and I think he's going to appear on Raw at some point in the next month or two months. And I think he's going to have a few really successful feuds, so they can build him up to face whoever the world champion is going to be. I just think Daniel Bryan is in there for a good few, you know, exactly kind of like you said for Randy Orton. You've got to keep him strong. You've got to keep him up there. You've got to keep him built. And if you've got Daniel Bryan on your roster, he's only losing when it matters a lot. And, you know, he's going to have to be built really high to go up against whoever the world champion is. And then he loses to the world champion to make that world champion look really strong. Or he wins that championship so that the next contender looks really strong. That's why I think you've got to have Daniel Bryan in there. So that's why he's my number seven. And I'm assuming it was absolutely for all of those reasons that you've got him in there, Joe. Yeah, but basically, man, I'm not, I can't really, I can't really critique that view. I think um, the, the the only thing I've got with Daniel Bryan a little bit is on pay per view. I feel like he doesn't, he 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 can lose matches without it necessarily impacting him. Whereas I don't think that's the same with other people. So. If we compare him with, say, I don't, I don't, I don't name names. We might go, we might call him out higher. But like, I think he can lose and look okay. Like, no one's really questioned the fact that he basically got sort of in a cuddle with Edge and then Roman Reigns pinned them both. And that, like, because that that seemed to be okay. Do, do, do you know what I mean? And it didn't seem to massively impact him. Um, but yeah, I think he, I think, um, I think he's there's a good there's a good chance that he'll. Um, end up at Raw and do really well there and actually I think probably is the blood, the fresh blood we need in Raw oh do absolutely think, do you think he could go to NXT I think he wants to I think if you gave Daniel Bryan the option he would but I think the reason they're moving him across is because they're absolutely desperate for Raw ratings I take it he lost to Roman Reigns then <laughs> spoilers sorry yeah um yeah sorry yeah he lost the Roman Reigns yeah I assume people saw last Friday's Smackdown um yeah, and I, I, Joe, I, I assume you'd have done that before you put your list together <laughs> so Fair. I've got at six uh, Daniel Bryan <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah so he lost and he's 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 I don't think we'll see him on TV for another month but he's a big he's going to rule I'd love to see him in NXT I think that's a better story oh that'd be great I, I can't see them going for it. I can't see them saying that. I think he's there. He's clearly moving across to Raw. They don't want it to be an invitational. They don't want it to be a draft, but they want it to be he moves to Raw to uh, to to boost ratings over in Raw. When so. when when they were when um, NXT and AEW were uh, feuding on a Wednesday night, I reckon that's the time that you would have done that. 100%. Yes. So Joe, you're number seven. <sighs> Every time. Um, so I've got... No, it's you next. 
Yeah, got a fairly big system we discussed before we started, mate. Yeah, I'm like a goldfish, mate. Um, so my number seven is Rhea Ripley. Okay. Um, so <clears throat> look, I think so. This what I think is really interesting about it at the moment is if you think there's four ma- major. This is a sort of more general view on WWE at the moment. There's four major titles at the moment. So you've got obviously the Raw and SmackDown men's and women's. So that's you four. And I reckon the SmackDown um, men's is pretty secure for the time being. The Raw men's is interesting and could go one of two ways at the next pay-per-view, really. Um, I think the uh, SmackDown women's is very interesting. And I think the Raw women's is... The one where I can see Rhea Ripley holding this belt for six months, but I can also see her holding it for three months. Okay, to be fair, I can, I can see her holding it the rest of this calendar year, but I think she's going to hold it for a little while, and I think she's going to be quite dominant. So I want to have Rhea Ripley in my top ten. I think she's a really good wrestler. The only person that I have better than her on the Raw women's brand is at my number six. Okay, well, we'll, we will wait in anticipation for that one. My concern with Rhea Ripley is I don't... She she worries me that she's a little bit of a Shayna Baszler. That's my only worry. I want to see her be pushed before I back that she's getting pushed. Because you remember... I knew you were going to say that, and I totally agree with you, which I'm certain is why do we have pulled the trigger on her. I'm certain that's why they're giving her the belt because they've yeah, got, say, that's, that's really the... got the ball on Shayna Baszler. We need to give we need to give Rhea Ripley the belt now because that's the difference, isn't it? She's got the belt. Shayna Baszler never had the belt. But Shayna Baszler won Survivor Series by taking every single person out single-handedly. Like they gave her moments. They gave her those big pushes at the beginning, you know. And you can give someone the belt, but it's only as good as how long she keeps it because she could lose it the next pay per view and then she's down the card again. So until she's got a push, I, I, I just I don't trust NXT call-ups, which I know at this point in time, it's everyone's an NXT call-up. But you know what I mean? I yeah. don't trust the big names in NXT coming into WWE because we've still got, you know, I, we're, we're going to count down our, the, you know, the top of our list. But a lot of these people are going to be well, well established as opposed to brand new names. Or they, they feel like they are in my list anyway, because I just don't, I, I never really back that they're going to push the big new person. I just don't think Vincent Mann ever sees them until they show off something really big early on. So it's 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 tricky because I'm completely with you. She, I could, I, it would not surprise me if she holds a belt all year, but I just, I, I just don't trust it. I, re- as you know, I really like Rhea Ripley. Um, I just don't like what they've done with her so far, and I just so she was really close to my top ten, but I, just, I don't feel like she's been that good since she's been on Raw. And so I just think they'll lose the patience if she doesn't improve. That's how I feel. That's fair. That's fair. I agree with you. They've all, yeah, okay. I agree with you. I agree with you. I agree with you. And I think, <laughs> I, and I think, I think when Bethany comes back, she's winning it. I was just going to say, like, I, I, I do agree, but then they've also had Oscar as, like, their title holder for, like, however long, and she can't, like, she can't really speak English. So they've obviously got like a high tolerance for pain. I mean, any any viewer of Raw's got a high tolerance for pain, really, at the moment. Um, but like, I think I think Rhea Ripley is something a bit different, and I think she could do okay. I hope so. Like, I really want I really That's want me. you to be right, as stupid as it sounds. I'm not saying you you know it's not because I don't want Rhea Ripley to do well. I really do, mainly because we are desperate for good 
solid women wrestlers in any of these in any part of these divisions. To be completely frank with you, um, but if, if if I was if I was a if I was a betting man if I was a, if I if I was writing the show, if we've got Becky Lynch coming back saying three months, six months, whatever, I wouldn't have Becky Lynch go straight for the title. I'd leave it on Rhea Ripley. And then I'll have like a Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair, where Charlotte Flair is establishing that she's the best wrestler ever, and then have Becky Lynch come a feud with her outside of the belt for a bit. I feel like if you if you just put Bucky Lynch, you know, straight into a title feud for SummerSlam, you've just spunked your load a little bit and just like you know just keep keep calm on it. I think that would be the clever. I, I my worry is WWE chase ratings though, because you're right, that's absolutely how they should do it, but. You almost want the big victory. Rhea Ripley's overcome some odds and then Becky Lynch's music hits and then that's how they do it. And I think that's more likely. But you're absolutely right. They should they should keep Becky away from it. She should have to earn her way back in. But I mean, Becky's argument technically is she never actually lost the belt, did she? Yeah, I, I, I agree. But then you could then you could have a you know, there's ways to make that there's ways to make that work. Like have a you know, Charlotte's kicking Rhea's ass all over the place and Heaven, like you know, she teams up with Lacey Evans and forms a like you know, you know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even want to go there. <laughs> you can't even write that one. That's fair. Yeah, and then she forms a team with Lacey Evans, and then she fused with Rhea Ripley, and Rhea Ripley's got a surprise tag team partner that we all know that we all know is Becky Lynch. Everyone's tuning in to watch that feud come about, um, and it doesn't need to be Becky versus the title holder. I don't. I, whatever the commonality is between Beck, uh, between Charlotte Flair and Lacey Evans, I don't want to go into this podcast. No, I was. I was. Let, let's let's move swiftly on from that. Luke, you're number six. Boxing fans, you don't want dull stats. You don't want so-called experts. You want a boxing podcast by fans for the fans. You want from the canvas, a boxing podcast you'd make with your boxing mates, but don't have to because we have from the canvas. Download or stream wherever you get your podcasts. I don't think either of you have this. These. Um, this is a tag Please. team, so I'm going for the Street Profits. Okay, so uh, <laughs> big year for the Street Profits. Yeah, I I think the Street Profits are the best tag team on SmackDown. Um, and so I think that they will end up winning the bouts and have a good year. I mean, they had quite a decent year this last year, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I could see out of all the tag teams, I think they'll be the ones that are quite decent. They have got a really good win record um, so far, so I think that'll continue. It. What worries me is they've actually changed the music and the Titan Tron and all of the other graphics to go with the Dirty Dogs now, and establish them as a little bit of a proper tag team. I don't know if you spotted that on SmackDown last week, but they had a proper entrance, proper music, proper you know graphics and everything. And I was like, oh, that's. That stopped being just throw these guys and give them a belt. That started being established, which is really worrying. I hope not, because they're well. Yeah, I, 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 I'm with you. I don't want. I don't know why they still got the belt. It doesn't make any sense that they've still got the belt. But you know, that's my worry with it. But Street Profits are close to my list. Absolutely close to my list. But you know, I just that they're on the fringes. That's all it was. I don't think they're going to have a bad year. I think they will be on pay per views. I think they will get wins. But I just think there's other people. Um, if I if I had to pick a if I had to name my wild card now for the series ten of this, so whatever that is, twenty twenty nine, twenty twenty nine, I think Montez Ford as a singles wrestler would be quite high up on that list for me. 
Yeah, that's fair. No, I think Absolutely. I think in about five or six years, he's going to be really good uh, when he gets rid of the baggage. And I think actually, um, well, come on to Bianca Belair later, but I think him and her could really boss WWE in about five years' time. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, so my number six, I, I'm, I don't think she's going to be in either of your two lists. It's kind of like a Charlotte Flair pick, I think. I've gone for Bailey. So I think she's she had a fantastic 2020. She was all over the belt. She was all she was in this pay per view. She was you know got you know fantastic sly win record all the way through, being helped by Sasha Banks. Probably the if we you know, if we're talking about the best storylines in 2020, that one was up there as the be- one of the best storylines, one of the best slow builds they had. They just arguably pulled the trigger a bit too quick. Then she was left off WrestleMania. She's coming back into the picture again. I don't think you can keep her too far away from the pay-per-views, too far away from the belts, and too far away from the big women's matches. And I think she needs to be built. She needs to have wins to matter. I think she'll always get those wins eventually. She'll always kind of build up to there. It could even be, I, I, can't, I don't know if they've announced that it's going to be a triple threat for, for Backlash with her, Sasha, and Bianca. I don't think they've announced anything like that yet or whether it's what they've announced. But she could even be in that match. And, you know, I don't think she'll win it, but she always could because she's got that sly heel side to her and she's a fantastic heel. So I think she's got to be in the conversation. I think she's always got to be around those belts and around the area. So I think you've got to have, well, I, I, I believe you've got to have Bailey in there. So that's why I've put her at number six. I'm pretty sure they've announced Bianca Belair Bailey without Sasha Banks, which is, is, what it is yeah. which is a bit random because you'd think they definitely have Sasha Banks unless she gets added on later on, but... At the moment, it's just the two. Okay. I mean, again, not necessarily going to win it now, but I think she's. I think she'll have a belt again. Definitely. I mean, she's desperately needed over on Raw for a start. Like, they need her, Sasha. They need someone over on Raw to, 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 to go up against Rhea because it can't just be Charlotte. And then the rest of that division is absolutely shocking. You put, you put Bailey over on Raw, you've got yourself a... You've got yourself someone who's going to get wins and pay-per-view matches. So... I think she's definitely got a, a good year in her again. So, it's, it's a terrible thing to say, but I do wonder with the Wuu whether actually they'd be better off really focusing on a women's division in one. We've had this discussion before, Ben, and I don't think even maybe for last year, but whether you just have a tag team division on one and a women's on the other and focus it a bit more that way. I feel like it's a bit... The, the split of the women's division between the two shows doesn't help either show. It, it's one of those really tricky things where the logic is sound. The, the what's the word for it? Really, the I don't want to use the word politics, but that's kind of what it is. The 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 fairness of it. It's not fair. It would. It's not right to go. We're only going to have women on this one brand, but men get to wrestle across both. It it, it shouldn't work that way. <clears throat> the logic's there though because they've well, they, they weaken the division with 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 by splitting it. It it, it. it builds a weaker division, unfortunately. So. You know they they've backed themselves into a really troublesome corner because of that. They what they need to do is have a look at the great female division they've got over on NXT and start building that across, or or doing some work with building that across, or maybe having some swaps, maybe starting to push some of those people back, you know, that are on SmackDown and Raw into NXT, like Carmella and uh, Lacey Evans, who could do a job back on NXT because they've got good characters, but just need to improve their ring work. So there's things they could do. For me, it's Natalia. That's the one you put in NXT for me because she's so good, 
but just a bit out of date in the Raw and SmackDown environment, in my mind. Anyway, um, anyway, anyway, I could talk about this all day. This is the this is the issue with this podcast. Um, my number six, just to sh- just to um, step on, uh, yeah, go for it. Made, is uh, Alexa Bliss. Okay. Neither you got neither you got a hire. Nope. Neither you got any list at all. Okay. No. Um, well, I mean, just from a purely just from a purely practical perspective, she's got supernatural powers. Um, <laughs> like, I, 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 you know, really, how do you lose a, how do you lose a match when you can summon um, lights to fall from the sky and you can summon a fireball if you want to at any point or uh, make your opponent gag on black tar? Uh, so a bit of a no brainer, really, at number six. Uh, Luke, who have you got number five, mate? <laughs> <laughs> so for me, with Alexa Bliss, right, if WWE learn from The Fiend and keep her away from the belts, then she could have a really good year on pay-per-views. But I'm just not confident that they'll do that. And I suppose that's the only reason why I didn't put her on my list. I don't think she'll wrestle that often, to be completely frank with you. I don't think, she'll, I don't think she's going to be wrestling that much. I don't think you'll see her on... I think if we've got, I think it's 12 pay-per-views a year, let's say, for, for argument's sake, one a month, which sometimes it's not. But let's say 12 pay-per-views a year. I'd be surprised if she hits half of those. Because I just... Do you know, do you know I'll, I'll tell you what's going to happen, just just so you know. Um, we're going to have money in the bank. Spoilers, mate. Hey, go on, then. We're going to have money in the bank. And at some point in the money in the bank match, the lights are going to go out. And then we're going to, lights are going to come back on. Alexa will just be sat at the top of the money in the bank ladder and just reach up and grab the belt. That's all that's going to happen. So you heard, you heard it here first. And then she's going to have a new toy. She's not going to play with it for ages and ages and ages. We're going to forget about the fact she's got the belt and then she's going to win the title. Job's good. Done. That, I mean, and tell, and, tell me, and tell me that's not better than anything you've got on Raw at the moment. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's better than the way they're booking Alexa Bliss at the moment. Well, booking's the wrong word, but the way I... She needs to do something. It's, it winds me up that the nothing promo just week after week after week. So... Yeah. You say you haven't bought that doll, mate. What's the doll called? Oh, Lily. What? Lily, that's right. Yeah. Right. You know we were talking about forfeits for who loses this. I feel like whoever loses this needs to buy the Lily doll and just have it in the background of like all their work calls for a week. <laughs> Agreed. Done. There you go. Then there you go. That's 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 also decided. We've got the forfeit for for, for what Luke's gonna have to do when he loses season season three. Fair enough then. Um. Okay. So. Luke, you're number five. Okay, it's my number five. Again, I don't think if you have this person. Five. <laughs> um, is Braun Strowman. Okay. So, now Braun Strowman is someone you think loses a lot, but when I looked at it, he never. He won more pay per views than he lost last year, um, and the majority of his matches he wins. So. And again, I, I, I can see him getting behind him. And I know, I know you two probably seen it all before, um, whereas I haven't. But I just feel like, even in a pay-per-view, he's got more chance of winning than that. So there you go. Here's my number five. The level of research you've done here is excellent, to be fair, mate. No, it is. I mean, if you're going back, my, my only... I, I, like the, I like the logic. I like the rationale. I like looking at the stats. But it, it, it never really means anything in the end, because they just... You know, wins and losses in WWE mean absolute, which for a predict cast is terrible, but they don't mean anything. Like it just, it just, it throws everything out the out, out the out the window. Because if you look at it, you're right. Braun Strowman, like say, he won loads and loads of pay per views last year, and yes, he's in the title picture for Backlash. 
But, you know, just to give spoilers for our recording next week, do any of us actually think Strowman's going to go walk away with that belt? Really? You know, it's... I'll David go take the pin, though. Oh, I think he's in there to take the pin. I think he's I absolutely the man taking the pin. I think he's the reason, that, that's the reason they've added him. So, all right, well, we'll, we'll, well that's a discussion we'll have on the uh, <laughs> WrestleMania Backlash Predict cast. So look out for that one in the next week. Um, my number five, and I think you're going to have this guy higher, either of you two, to be honest with you, but my number five is Bobby Lashley. Yeah, I'll, higher. I'll go higher. Yeah, okay then. Uh, Joe, your number five. I think that might be our first. Is that is that our first unanimous as well? That's good. Um, so my number five, and I haven't done any research as much as Luke, but I'm fairly confident on my stats here that this person's won more matches on pay-per-view than Braun Strowman. Uh, my number five is Roman Reigns. Well, clearly got him higher. He's your right. number five. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. We'll come back. We'll we will come back to that one. Um, <laughs> Luke, your number four. Um, my number four is Bianca Belair. I've got her higher. I've got her higher as well. This was always going to be the way this was going to go. Yeah. Um, my number four is Sasha Banks. Really? Okay, then. Um, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I can kind of rinse and repeat what I've said for Bailey because she's got to be involved in that picture. She's got to be in there. You've got to put the, you know, the women's division, as we've already alluded to, is so poor that you've got the same three or four wrestlers in that women's division who have to be in and amongst the title picture or being built to go near the title picture that they've got to have fairly good years. So to build Sasha Banks good enough to be close to the title, she needs wins. To build Bailey close enough to be the title, she needs wins. It's going to be the same with Bianca Belair if they ever take the belt off her or whatever. So I think Sasha Banks has got to be up there, will be in that, that picture she might end up winning the belt back off Bianca Belair. I think that could very easily happen. Or, again, like I mentioned with Bailey, she gets shipped to Raw because they desperately need an injection of someone there. So I think that's why I've got both Bailey and Sasha Banks in my list for very, very similar reasons. So that's my number four. I agree with you on... I'm just going to mention Sasha Banks before we move on. I agree with you. I didn't have her in it purely because of the strength of the women's division on SmackDown at the moment. And I feel like Sasha's had it for a while. So that's why I didn't have her in my top 10. But if I was picking, like, as you go back to, to be honest, I think if you're picking your top five wrestlers in WWE, as in, I'm not talking wrestling, I'm talking like actual, like, status and probably the best, you know, the best personalities, I'd have probably Sasha Banks at number two. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. like, is she that good? But I just think, I think at the moment, because she's had it for eight months or six months or whatever, then I that's why I excluded her. But I, I agree with you, Ben. I don't think you're wrong. It just makes me laugh that you picked three in your top ten that are all from the SmackDown women's roster. I just don't think it's going to, it's 12 months. It can't stay that way. Even, I'm not saying a draft either, because, you know, I, I think they've got to do something with it. Because let, let's be honest, at the minute in Raw, it's Charlotte versus Rhea. That's it, you know, and well, okay, Asuka's in that picture too, but you've got the same situation on both rosters at the moment. You've got Charlotte versus Asuka versus Rhea. You've got Bianca versus Bailey versus Sasha. Whoa, 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 don't forget Alexa Bliss, mate. Oh, sorry, yeah, well, I mean, we want to keep her away from the belt, mate. So she's she's got she's got a, a Lacey Evans in her future and she's got a Natalia in her future and whoever else she decides she's going to go after. I'm sure I probably picked two women from the, from the completely opposite rosters, but I can't. If you ask me to write them down, I don't think I could do it. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll move swiftly on to Joe's number 
Four. Seth Rollins. Okay. I had him back in number 10. So why have you got him in number four? Um, I think he is the second face of SmackDown. Uh, in terms of like not not in terms of like face heel alignment, in terms of the people that you recognise, I think Seth Rollins is that one. I think uh, it doesn't matter that he lost to Cesaro at all at WrestleMania. In fact, I think it was a good decision. I think if Becky Lynch comes back at any point, they're going to remember that he is in a relationship with her, uh, and that's going to help him. I think he'll win more matches than he loses. I think he's probably in the. I mean, I've said I think I've said about seven wrestlers in the top five in WWE at the moment. <laughs> But in, in all seriousness, if you're talking about actual best wrestlers in WWE, I honestly think you're talking the top five off the top of my head would be probably Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, Daniel Bryan, Cesaro and Sasha Banks in terms of actual wrestling skill. Um, and I don't think, I think Seth Rollins is going to have a good year. I could think he could be the face this year. It's been a while since he had the belt and I think he could do well here. I'm just looking forward to him taking someone else's eye out. Yeah, it's out. <laughs> <laughs> if they if they build it right and if they do it properly, and I kind of wish this is where they went immediately on his return. Him versus Roman could be massive. It should be huge. And and you you said face as in the kind of poster boy for the for the company, yeah, kind of for SmackDown. Yeah. Sorry, that was a poor use of phrase, but yeah, that's what. But I meant. no, but I think if they'd done it properly, he could have been the face of SmackDown. If they'd brought him back and kept him away from Roman and built him as a face for three or four months, then you could have, you know, who's actually the locker room leader, who's actually the dominant person on SmackDown, you know, him versus Roman. That could be something that's huge because, you know, it's not going to work right now. Seth's nowhere near built big enough to, to, to take it. It wouldn't, it wouldn't feel like a big enough match at the moment. But with Seth, the reason he's in my list is because he's always, he's always two wins, three wins, decent storyline away from being right back in the middle of that main event picture and, you know, a proper contender for it. So, uh, yeah, that's why, that's why I had him as uh, number 10. Luke, you're number three. Yeah, my number three is Drew McIntyre. I've got him higher. I I've say that instantly, just while I check. Yes, I have got him higher. I've got him higher as well. I worry that me and Ben have got the same about top nine here. <laughs> well, you clearly um, asked, do you get a Roman Reigns number five, mate? <laughs> yeah. Um, so mine, well, I mean, we're talking my number three. My number three now is Bianca Belair. It is also my number three. Okay, so I, does that, have you not got her at all, Luke? Yeah, I was four. You had her as four? Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, sorry, yeah. Um, so the reason I've put Bianca Belair in there, I think she's going to keep the title for a while. I think she's going to be kept really, really strong. She's going to have it for the next five, six months because I don't think you give her the story you give her and then strip her from the title straight away. And I think the other side of it too is if they do, when they do decide to take the title off her, she's such, she's such the build of what WWE want where she's got raw skill and she's really good on the mic. She's got a really good character and I think she will end up just chasing back for the belt almost immediately. She'll always be in and around there. So, uh, yeah, I think that's why you have Bianca Belair very, very high on the list. Um, Joe? Yeah, I agree, mate. Uh, I think, I think, I think, um, I think she's, I think she's really solid. I think as well that, and I, and I go back to this, it's, 
it's not a good view to say this as a reason, but I, but I do think it is a, it's a really good optic in terms of her being the title holder. And I think she's not your generic um, blonde woman who, and, you know, I think there's a lot, I think, I think that really, I think that really plays it. And I think whilst I don't necessarily believe any of the tears that she produces, I do think there's a little bit of like, you know, it's my absolute dream. I think, um, I I just think she's got a lot going for her. I think you've got a problem with Sasha Banks and you've got a problem with Bailey being on the same show. But a bit of a reshuffle on that, and you could have a really. I think, I think she, I think she'll, I think she's decent to be honest. I think she, she, she's another one for me that could hold the belt for six months. Yeah. Anything to add, Luke? Can I, can I say something? That's why I don't number four. I, I, I think she's. If you look at all the women across the roster, across the whole roster, I think she's someone you could argue could have the most dominant spell with a belt this year. And I think, I, I think more so than Rhea Ripley, for example, which is why. I put her in rather than Rhea. Um, I could see it even going to like Survivor Series or Royal Rumble sort of time as she keeps the belt, but yeah. Fair enough. But you asked something, Joe. I was going to ask, Ben. I'm confused. Uh, Mark got this completely wrong. Your, can I have your 10 to 3 just just for my for my own? Because I might have got this. I might have completely misunderstood what you said. Um, Seth, Jay, Charlotte, Daniel. I'm doing it by first names because we're, we're, we're really close with them. Um, Seth, Jay, Charlotte, Daniel, Bailey, Bobby, Sasha, okay, Bianca. That's fine. That's cool. I was just, I thought I was worried that there for a second that me and you might have the same one, two, three, but we can't. Have, so that's good. No, no, we can't. No, no, we can't because you've okay. been really, really, really bold with Roman Reigns for some reason. Right. Okay, then. Um, I've we, we've all kind of confused ourselves there, so um, I can't remember where we're up to. Who's 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 going next? Luke's doing number two. Next. Number Luke's two. number two. Let's go for it. No, I think it's for this. So my number two is Bobby Lashley. Uh, my number two is also Bobby Lashley. I had Bobby Lashley back in number five. Why do you think Bobby Lashley's going to have the second best 2021, Luke? Um, because I think the way they've booked him, I think the Hurt Business is the best thing on Raw, and it has been for a while, and I don't think that they will break that up anytime soon, and I think he's the, fa- he's the, the front of that, um, and... I could just see him them them pushing Bobby Lashley all year. Um, it, for me, there's a question about Brock Lesnar maybe at SummerSlam or you know if he if he comes at some point um, and that he could take the belt off him. But I can't see anyone else who's going to take the belt off him for now. Joe, any any anything about you got him number number two as well? Uh, well, yeah, because I think it goes, it, it's it's clear now. Or it should be clear who my number one is. Um, in terms yeah. of who's left in my in my picking, um, I think Drew. Mac- um, I think uh, so. I'm, I'm, I can just go through it. Like I think yeah. um, Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre is going to be a really interesting fight at Backlash. I actually think probably Bobby Lashley is going to win that, but then I'm looking at it going. I and I, and, I, and I think he should have a really good run for. Sometime I think he deserves it to be honest. I think again, optics look great. I think I'm really impressed with him. I think the hurt lock is a brilliant um, move, and it re- and they've really built that. I think MVP is a great manager. I think if he does some stuff with Mason T-Bar, like fine. Um, and we're just waiting for someone who's half decent to come and 
take him on. And I don't think that person that's half decent is Daniel Bryan. I think it's probably Brock Lesnar. And I think that could be SummerSlam. It could be Survivor Series. I don't necessarily think Brock Lesnar wins that either. I, could, I think going if it could easily... He was my number two, is what I was going to say. He was my number two right up until the very kind of... We started recording this and I switched him out for... Um, as, I don't know if I've revealed it yet, but I switched him out for Drew McIntyre. So I've put Drew McIntyre as my number two. Um, the reason is I, the Bobby Lashley thing felt very last minute for WWE. It felt very much like they had to very quickly put the belt on him and build him and do something with him just before Mania. And I don't... It When he loses that belt, he will not stay in the main event picture no. for me. And I just don't know when it's going to happen. I, I can't, I, for me, I don't necessarily think he's going to keep it for four or five months. I can't guarantee that Drew McIntyre is not going to take it off him at Backlash necessarily. And then he slowly moves his way back down again. Because, again, it's kind of like you said with, with, it's a comment you made with Cesaro. If they believed in him, why didn't they back him so long ago? And Bobby Lashley's been there forever. So why didn't they do this ages ago? You know, and I just can't get quite past it. And he was number, he's number five. I think he's definitely going to be in there. He's in the top 10 but I don't necessarily think he's going to be up and around that main event picture for as long as you guys necessarily think he is. So that's all it is for me. I will say, I mentioned the optics on Bobby Lashley and I stand by that, but I do think the other thing is optics are, he's a massive dude. Like he's a massive, massive dude that if he's your champion, no one's really, no one's really looking at that going, that's a bit of a joke, isn't it? It's not, it's not like a, it's not like a, you know, I'm thinking like Rick, a, Ricochet. Let's say Ricochet. like no one's looking at yeah. Bobby Lashley and going, "Well, he's not. He's just an absolute meat feast pizza, isn't he? Like absolutely, absolutely dominant and like and and, and totally reasonable to be so." Um, I think I think it looks good. I think I think WWE. I think WWE wanted Brock Lesnar back for WrestleMania and didn't get him, so they put, put the title on Bobby Lashley. But that isn't a bad thing for me. No, um, I've already told you my number two is um, Drew McIntyre. But you've got him higher, Joe, so we will come back to him. Um, so, well, saying that, we're, we're now on number ones. Um, Luke, your number one. It's got to be only of one course, person left, doesn't course. it? Yeah, of course, Roman Reigns. I can't. I don't know how you can't have a number one, to be honest. I know Joe, Joe will obviously explain that in a minute why he hasn't. But, um, <laughs> um, you don't lose. So <laughs> he's just is you know and he could lose about at some point maybe this next year but I can see him going another year again with about to be honest and facing the Rock or someone at WrestleMania and just just absolutely dominating the division which is why I haven't gone for any of the SmackDown men in my list because I think that I don't want to put anyone against Roman Reigns apart from Cesaro but he'll be mid, he'll be he'll be mid card so yeah um completely echoing that he. If Roman Reigns loses the belt at any point in the next 12 months, he will win it a month later. Simple as that. It will only be to to make his reign slightly more interesting. But I don't think that's going to happen. He will be facing The Rock in 12 months' time for that belt. And, I mean, he's he is by far the best thing in WWE at the minute. He's got the perfect heel. Like, the end of SmackDown this week, I know Joe hasn't seen it, the end of SmackDown this week was amazing. The way, you know, they've built him as such a great heel that he's not Baron Corbin where you're sick of him. He's that kind of heel where you cannot wait for someone to stop him. And when Cesaro came out at the end, 
you actually want to see Cesaro versus Roman Reigns because Roman Reigns has built that so well himself because he is that kind of character that as long as you put someone good against him, you're just desperate for someone to take the belt off him. And you, and, and that chase is the story, you know, and you build so many good people against him that Roman Reigns is having that belt for the next 12 months. And I'd say that even at WrestleMania, when The Rock versus Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns wins that, that match as well. The Rock doesn't win that, you know, so... Again, I I just I think he's got to be number one. Um, Joe doesn't agree though. Mm. Yes, I might have made an error on that. Um, I, I, no, it's, it's it's not that. It's not that. I think. Um, so, so so the question was, who would I want to be in wild card? And I think I probably do would like I would like Roman Reigns to be my wild card. But I think one is going to be in hot. He's going to be in hot demand between betwixt the two of you um, and me as well. And actually, I think I personally think he should lose the belt. I think he will. I think there's a good chance that he'll go away to. Well, I said I made an error. I think there is a good chance that he will go to the next WrestleMania and face The Rock. I don't think he should have it all his own way until then, because heaven forbid me saying this, I'm getting a little bit. It's a bit. It was a bit stagnant before WrestleMania, in my opinion, of him just dominating everyone uh and i would make i don't know how i'm going to feel about it in a year's time um so the sasha versus the sasha banks and bailey is a classic example where that was probably the best thing going for four months but at sort of four or five months i was going i can't want to pull the trigger now i don't know how they're going to keep this going till wrestlemania and blah 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 and i feel the same about ryan reigns i think in a few months time i'm going to be a bit bored of him See, it's really interesting you say because I feel the same about Drew McIntyre, who's your number one. Yeah, that's fair. But he's got a belt, mate. <laughs> I think the, the 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 thing for me is it only works as long as you don't do what they did with Kevin Owens or, and Jey Uso, where you go, they, he's going to have a feud with Kevin Owens, which makes sense. Kevin Owens is is, is decent, but it's going to take four matches. He's going to have a feud with Jey Uso, but it's going to be three matches. You've just got to keep it quick, and you've got to keep spinning those competitors around really, really quick, or else it does get boring, or else it does end up because we, you know, there is a little part you thinks there's no chance he's going to lose it, but as long as the people you build always have that kind of, you know, always have that idea, and so for SummerSlam, if he gets someone like Daniel Bryan again, or you know, some or Edge comes back for that, and you think that could be the way. It doesn't matter if he wins it because you kind of believe. You know, none of us were absolutely gutted that he won at WrestleMania because he's a good heel. The story makes sense, and the chase is better than him than the win in some cases. And I think that's the case of Roman Reigns. So I, I, I get what you mean. It will completely depend on how well they give him competitors and whether they put him in dull feuds, which unfortunately with WWE they have got a tendency to do. So, um, so that just leaves. Joe, to explain why Drew McIntyre is his number one. Well, I had Drew McIntyre as a, uh, a wild card last year, and I really enjoyed having him. Thought he did really well. I think he deserves better than he's getting from WWE. I think, you know, for all the positives of, of Roman Reigns, and I, and I can't argue, I think he's a really valid number one. Um, I personally would like him to lose sooner rather than later, be it a money in the bank or be it whatever. Whereas Drew McIntyre, I think I don't think he'll win the belt against Bobby Lashley, like I said. But I think then he goes on, and he's not a person that you that loses a lot of matches. 
So even if he's not feuding for the belt, which is possible, I don't think he's going to lose a lot of bouts on pay-per-view. So I think I'm really good for getting like, you know, you know, say two thirds of the wins from Drew McIntyre. Um, so I'm really, I'm, 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 I'm really comfortable with him. I think I'm, I'm really happy to stick with him as a, as a wild card pick for me. Luke, you had him as number two. Yeah, so I, I actually sorry, think, three, I actually think, yeah, number three. Carry on. I actually think it's going to go a different direction with Drew McIntyre. I feel like he's done Raw now, and I feel like they're going to move him to SmackDown at some point, and then have feuds on that brand. Because I just feel like, the danger with that is it weakens Raw a lot more. So you'd have to do something the other way around. But I don't know what more. I don't know what else he can do on Raw. Personally. Could you not see him beating Roman Reigns on SmackDown? I could, 100%. Yeah, well, yeah, no, he could do. He could do. Like, and that could be the big Survivor. You know, they had the Survivor Series this year, didn't they? Just gone. I'd have that all day long. I think that, I think that would actually be some, some accidental long-term booking from WWE. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love a bit of accidental long-term booking. It was our plan all along. Yeah, of course it was. Of course it was. Um, I think that's exactly what's happening. I completely agree with you, Luke. Drew, Drew McIntyre is leaving Raw, and he will go to SmackDown. And I think it will be Drew versus Roman Reigns. Um, with Drew's always going to have Drew's now always going to be. He's the opposite to what I said about Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley loses that belt, he falls away from the main event picture. Drew McIntyre will always be up there and around that main event picture because he's too big for a mid card belt. He's he, he'll always, he could have like a secondary feud. That's not a problem. Of course, you know him versus Sheamus. That's fine and it helps elevate other wrestlers. But he's a title holder. He is the face of your company. So while he's there, he will always be around that main event pitch. That's why he's my number two. Because, you know, other than the fact I think Roman Reigns is keeping that belt all year, Drew McIntyre will have a belt again in the next 12 months, without a doubt, be it Bobby Lashley's or be it, you know, somewhere else. So, yeah, definitely. Sold him better than I did, mate. Thanks for that. (laughs) Um, Right then. So now what we've got to figure out, now we've had our 10, which which I will recap now for everybody that's uh, not been writing it down. For Luke, we've got in, in a descending order from 10. Riddle, Damian Priest, Omos, Cesaro, The Street Profits, Braun Strowman, Bianca Belair, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, and Roman Reigns. I have got Seth Rollins, Jey Uso, Charlotte Flair, Daniel Bryan, Bailey, Bobby Lashley, Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, Drew McIntyre, and Roman Reigns. And Joe has got Omos, Daniel Bryan, Randy Orton, Rhea Ripley, Alexa Bliss, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Bianca Belair, Bobby Lashley, Andrew McIntyre. Before we figure out who the wild cards are, just a side point, anybody you kind of are surprised isn't in there, thought would make it, kind of got left out your list, but thought would easily make it in someone else's? So I was really torn about Keith Lee, but it's only because I don't know what's going on with him at the moment. And so I couldn't like he might not fight again. I don't know. So yeah, I'm really worried he's not coming back. Yeah. So I just haven't put. I've just been putting my list for that reason. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, right. if he, I think if he does come back, he's winning the belt. Yes. Where um, <laughs> none of us have picked Kevin Owens, have we? No. No. Um, he's a bit of a consummate loser, though, isn't he? He's <laughs> he's elevates someone else. I he love like Kevin Owens. He's my favourite wrestler, but he's an absolute. He wins one pay-per-view, loses three. Mm. Okay. So, the same. Um, we haven't put Apollo Crews in there, current US title hold, uh, intercontinental title holder, sorry, um, or Big E. 
New Day as tag teams. In fact, we've only got one tag team in the Street Profits bit for representation. So I think that tells you all you need to know about our tag team divisions in uh, across there. Because Street Profits was the only ones for me that came close. So, yeah, so some big... Uh, the other one as well is uh, Omos is in there. AJ Styles didn't make it. Which, you know, bit of a shock. So, right then, um, we'll figure out who our wild cards are going to be. Shayna Baszler didn't make it either. Yeah, sorry, Joe. Yeah, before before we, before we go to the break, Shayna didn't make it. Mm. Yeah, she was number 11 on my list. But, uh, <laughs> I, sort of, I sort of ruled around because I assume you guys are both have her. <laughs> Hi, Dave here from That Movie List Podcast. All of us on the Views from the Sofa Network had a production meeting recently, and boy, do I have some great news for you, listener. We're pretty confident that we found a new niche podcast concept. Okay, here's the pitch. It's called The Team Sheet. On this, a group of white guys in their 30s working in non-sport-related jobs make dream teams of predominantly Premier League footballers based on a different theme each episode. But wait, there's more. Each episode also features a different selection of your favourite presenters from across the network, and also me. So why not become an early fan of this revolutionary new concept and listen to The Team Sheet podcast, wherever you get your podcasts from. Okay, so the way the wildcards work out is every single season, me, Joe and Luke have wildcard picks to keep the predict cast interesting. The idea is that whoever our wildcard is, we have to back and the other competitors cannot choose those wildcards. We do this to, to uh, ensure it stays separate, ensure it stays interesting and uh, to uh, inadvertently screw ourselves over, apparently. Um, so the way we've worked it is we have our top 10 lists and your top unique pick that nobody else has taken or nobody else has ruled out is your wild card. Uh, we're not going to go into all the maths and all the, uh, all the figuring out of it because that's dull and no one else cares. All you need to know for our wild card choices this year is that I have got Sasha Banks and Bailey as my wild card picks. Luke has got Braun Strowman and the Street Profits. And Joe has got Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins. So we'll go to Luke first. How do you feel about your wildcard picks? Yeah, I'm pleased. Um, I think they'll win more than they lose if they're, if they're on pay-per-views. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, I'm pretty, like, it's why I put them in there, you know, at five and six, because I, I guess they want to get Roman Reigns or some of the top ones. So, um, yeah, pleased. Fair enough. Um, I've got Sasha Banks and Bailey. I, I, was, I thought I'd have one or the other. I didn't think I'd have both. I thought the chance of me having both were going to be slim. So I kind of, I've got a feeling my wild cards might cancel each other out. Now we've kind of discussed this before. I don't know whether it's better for your wild cards to be in pay-per-views or not be in pay-per-views, but I suppose that's going to play out as we go through the season. So uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting to have both of them, but yeah, I, I, they're in my top 10 list. I think they're going to do well. Explain me reasons. So I can't argue with it. Um, Joe, is there any way you can't be happy having Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins? No, I think that's pretty, I think that's a pretty solid Solid group. I wasn't expecting. I to be honest, I wasn't expecting to go as far down as four. I thought I would have Bianca Bella at number three. Um, that's where I pitched it. So you screw me over a little bit there, Ben. Um, sure. Apologies. Uh, Sorry about that. But but next, I'm pretty happy with that. I think that's pretty solid. I think I think both of them are going to win more than they lose. And I think really, really, and if you look at our prediction success, I think if you're getting more than fifty percent wins, you're happy. That's that's all. That's all you want in a wild card is more than fifty percent wins. And some of my some of my top tens being based on that. To be honest, uh, okay. so yeah, I'm happy. 
I'll take it. Okay, so all that happens now is we play through the season. That's exactly how the Predict Cast works. The Predict Cast is an interactive podcast. It's a podcast you can take part in. All you have to do is get involved. Look on Facebook for the Wrestling Predict Cast Prediction League. Join that group and never miss a prediction update. Every single pay- WE pay-per-view, me and the uh, my illustrious co-hosts are going to count down and predict and debate the different pay-per-views in an ongoing league that you can be a part of. And every single round, there is a chance for you to win official WWE merch. And if you are top of the league after WrestleMania 2022, there is even bigger prizes that we haven't even discussed or debated yet. And we really want you to take part because we don't want that movie list podcast, Dave, to win again, which there's always a chance of. Um, It it keeps me up at night. So um, there we have it. In a week's time, we'll be... WrestleMania Backlash Predict Cast episode and round one will start and we will see exactly how many of our wildcards well already one of my wildcards is taken part and one of yours is taken well all three of we've got one each already in fact Luke and Joe you've got wildcards against each other so already it's fairly interesting so uh both we'll losing see. yeah oh absolutely <laughs> oh absolutely yeah I've got to have Bobby Lashley it's, it's a dream I can't played right into my hands right then so uh we will uh see you in a week's time and hopefully throughout season three of the wrestling predict cast thank you very much fellas yeah cheers, cheers man. Man.